When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Billy Up Sports and the Billy Up Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jared Clay. Welcome in, folks, to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your raspy-voiced host, Jared Clem, alongside the crew, Savannah Dean and Kevin Langley. Big show today. We've got a six-pack that is going to rock because we got so many good games in the NFL this week. If only we could say this in for college. Uh, Miles Garrett, more about the fight from last Thursday. Yikes. Great Thursday night football game between Texans and Colts. And James Wiseman got a suspension. So let's get rock and rolling. Bringing in the crew here. Guys, no new segment because a lot of this is quick hit before we talk about Thursday Night Football. Miles Garrett uh, was brought up today that he said that Mason Rudolph called him a racial slur before the brawl broke out. I'll let you guys go first here. Savannah, I'll let you lead in because I know Kevin's got a ton of ammunition in the clip for this one. What did you think about this whole report that came out? I know that uh, Miles Garrett has had some um, miscues before in his career so he kind of um some people kind of aren't really shocked about how he acted but I am I feel like he overreacted real quick and there had to have been a reason I'm not necessarily sure that it was a racial slur but it seems to be leaning that way I feel like I can believe him <clears throat> fair enough Kev what do you got I think it doesn't matter if Mason Rudolph said a racial slur I think Mason Rudolph should still be should still be suspended he instigated it. That should be at least a game or two. And yes, that does not mean he deserved to have someone attempt to bash his brains in with a football helmet. But he's trying to act like this saint. He's acting like Tim Tebow, all innocent, when he was running his mouth, shoved Garrett's head into the ground, tried to rip his helmet off. And reports are coming out from people who went to school with this guy that he is a bully. And from this whole thing, Mason Rudolph just kind of seems like the frat guy at a bar will run his mouth all night, but then when he gets called on it, he's going to back off, let his friends deal with it, ergo, my daddy's a lawyer. Damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> I wish Miles Garrett made better contact. Yeah, I, I mean, I did see uh, tweets and stuff like that where people were saying that he was a bully in high school. This guy literally said that he shoved him in, like, a porta potty and tipped it over. <clears throat> Yikes. Um... <laughs> Here's my opinion. I'm Team Miles Garrett. I mean, yes, what he did was awful, but then again, there's been times when I've been on a field where I wanted to hit the guy who blocked my bad knee with his own helmet. So I get tempers can flare. I don't think he should have done it because he's professional. He's on the national stage. 
But yeah, F Mason Rudolph. Like I, I've seen all these. Tw- uh, Savannah actually got me looking up all these Twitter reports, and I'm seeing a lot of these stories. And then also he's trying to act like a saint. He, you can see in the video if you look at Rudolph, he's mouthing off to Garrett, and he's ca- he tried to rip Garrett's helmet off before Mace before Garrett ripped his off. This is Garrett's not a scrawny little munchkin, and he's a monster and ripped it right off in one hand. So, you know, F Mason Rudolph. Uh, I think who are they playing this week? The Bengals, right? I believe so. Oh, I wish that Montez Burvick still. Not um, but Geno Atkins will level the playing field a little bit. I'm not worried about that. I'm just I hate when guys try to fake what they are. Like if Mason Rudolph came out to you f this dude or whatever, I've been like, all right, yeah, fine, buddy, whatever. I'm no, I'm I'm indifferent. You're at least not trying to be two faced, but clearly he's trying to act like he did nothing wrong when he was like instigating the thing and Garrett just had enough. Oh, I totally could think that Mason Rudolph could have said something like that. Because if you watch the hit, Garrett basically slammed to the ground, and if you're getting hit after the play like that, I don't know, man. If you got some guy like uh, Mason Rudolph, I wouldn't put it past him. It's possible. I really hope that the Bengals have an A&M player on defense. I think they do, actually. Who's just going to come around the edge and just take off Rudolph's head. <laughs> oh, I love it. I hope for Garrett's sake that he's only suspended for the rest of the season. I mean, oh, I, I cannot wait for next season. <laughs> I'm, I mean, it's crazy to think that he could be suspended indefinitely. I don't think that'll happen. But even to think that he could be suspended all of next season too, like that's just absurd. That's ridiculous. And and that Mason Rolf didn't get shit. The yeah. NFL really, the, the NFL really fucked this up. They honestly made this look so bad. Yeah, and who's the Steelers guy that got suspended? His was reduced. Pouncey? For- oh, my God. I would have thrown the book at Pouncey. He was yeah. trying to curb stop Garrett. He, he got from, like, four games to two games or something like that. Yeah, and then I I don't have – I have an issue with the reduction. I don't have an issue with Garrett's suspension because by saying it's indefinite, if they look into it in the offseason and decide, all right, you've served your time, that's fine. I have an issue with – them first off Garrett appealed and they said no we're not reducing it at all which is ridiculous I think they should have put a time frame on it at that point because they had time to think about it but I the biggest issue comes from that Mason Rudolph is just getting off scot-free here mm-hmm. oh he got, by the way um oh sorry uh the only Bengals players that are from A&M are their place kicker and their backup running back yeah I looked that up but he got a fine that's relatively easy I wouldn't have had an issue if they said, you know what, Garrett, you didn't start it. We're going to give you a game. I just I, – I see Garrett getting suspended for at least three or four. Pouncey should have been given almost the same. Mile, uh, Rudolph should be given at least two, three max. But, you know, the Steelers are the darling organization. Mason Rudolph's keeping them alive. So – I don't get – what their reasoning would be for giving Pouncey less games and then reducing it. If they're going to argue that Garrett suspended or instigated it, that would be wrong, but it would also be a very NFL argument. And I, I just don't get the NFL. It's probably the second worst run league. Oh, uh, I mean, it's just the, the punishment aspect is just so bad. Yeah. 
the league isn't run horribly everywhere else. Just their, their disciplinary actions are the hilarious. Yeah, because their commissioner is an idiot, and the NBA are dumb and gave him basically executive powers in the last CBA. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, this is just. I swear to God, I think Roger Goodell has like a rotating dartboard and just says, "All right, Pouncey kicked Miles Garrett in the head repeatedly. Oh shit, two games. Fine, we'll make it a spin. All right, Miles Garrett." Whoopty sound, I'll try to beat somebody. We'll throw it in the middle this time. Oh, shit, indefinitely. Oh, that's the bullseye. So, I, I don't know. I just, I, I cannot. It's laughable. And then there's a big section on that dartboard that just says, suspend Tom Brady because of chemistry and science. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. Kev, Kev, Kev. Y'all won the Super Bowl that year. It doesn't make it okay. Yeah, it does. Let it go, buddy. Revenge is, revenge is overrated. Unless it's in football. You guys got your revenge. So holding a grudge after you win, not worth it. All right. We didn't get revenge on Goodell. No, your revenge on Goodell was the fact that he got the crap boot out of him when he showed up to hand out the for their opening kickoff. Um, moving on. Speaking of suspensions, we're moving on. James Wiseman. 12 games suspension from the NCAA. Honestly, this is good. I mean, yeah, 10 games it sucks, but at least he'll be back by when actually the games matter. I'm for this. I think I, I'm indifferent, actually. I mean, yeah, whatever. He violated rules, but at least the NCAA didn't drop the unholy hammer on him. This is the dumbest penalty ever given to a college player. Ever. And the NCAA is the reason why I said the NFL is the second worst run league. Because, yes, the I don't have an issue with the suspension. It was 11, 12 games. Fine. He'll still go high. Memphis wasn't going to win the national championship anyway. But he has to give $11,500 to a charity of his choice. Not Memphis does. Not he has to tell the NCAA and they're going to do it. He has to give it. For a kid who... His family couldn't afford to move to Memphis, and that's why he's getting suspended. You're going to make him pay $12,000 he doesn't have because you haven't been willing to pay your players what they should be making. You know right when they go, all right, here's – he gave it to this charity and he started suspension. The NCAA is going to go, where do you get that money? And suspend him even more. I, I, I was going to let you lean about the charity. I was going to talk about the games, but – Yes, the charities are stupid because it just seems like so out of uh, unorthodox. I've never even seen a punishment like this before. No, I'm sure one of the professional leagues have handed it down, you know, when they're compensating their athletes. Like, uh, how is he going to pay this? Was mom going to write the check? She probably can't afford it if they had to have Penny help move down there. Yeah, it just goes on to show the NCAA does not give a damn about its players. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I love how they're probably going to – they're corporate. Like, are, they're going to lose a little money in corporate if they start paying guys. I, I love seeing the NCAA burn a little bit because they are the most corrupt and athlete-hating organization that in the, in the United States. All right. Finally, uh, before we get into the Thursday Night Football preview, uh, Le'Veon Bell <clears throat> suspended uh, – not suspended – has been given five drug t- five drug tests in, in the last ten weeks. He went to Twitter today to uh, give his displeasure displeasure about it. And <clears throat> can we just talk about how much of a joke NFL drug tests are? 
because I heard um, even in the NBA too. I heard Danny Green apparently got drug tested after he threw uh, did a putback dunk the other night. Leagues really gotta chill with this because now players will put him on blast on Twitter and it's not a good look. Like, and especially if they keep going at a guy multiple times in the season, it's showing like that like oh he's not supposed to be this good he's not supposed to be this good he he said a year out he can't be this good. So I don't know, I'm with you Le'Veon this is stupid. Uh, keep running the ball. Get Sam, keep Sam Darnold's jersey clean. I agree with you. I hate the NFL. I hate the NFL too. Um, I love their game. I love their. I love watching them. I just hate their actual organization. I know. I don't hate. I, I can't say that because I've applied to the work in their organization about forty-five times. Um, I don't hate the NFL. I just. I just don't like how they handle this kind of stuff. I don't like the, how they handle the drug testing. I don't like how they handle the punishments. If they had something consistent, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. I don't yeah, hate them. You hate the NFL. I understand why you hate the NFL. I think it's a little <clears throat> outdated. Excuse me. Um, but yeah. No, I I I hate the NFL for their suspensions because they never make any sense. You'll get two games for beating your girlfriend, but then you're going to get four games because air came out of football, or you're going to get a lifetime ban or what looked like with Josh Gordon, a potential lifetime ban because you smoke marijuana so they can keep pushing opioids on them. The NFL is a joke. At least when I I think we're going to see a different change whenever Goodell actually finally moves on, but he um, won't. He won't die in office, Kev. Don't worry. I think he will. The owners aren't going to fire him. The NFL is the most profitable. Is this is one of the most profitable times in the NFL in its history? True. That's all they care about. And I'm not knocking them. They've put in significant investments, but revenues are up. They're making more money. We're not going to get rid of Goodell for a while. Well, we can always hope. All right, next up, it's Thursday Night Football, folks. Colts and Texans. Now, this game wasn't interesting until Sunday night because Savannah and Kev picked the Colts uh, to be the Jags, and I picked the Jaguars, and God damn it, Nick Foles, you failed me again. Um, So, yeah, the Jaguars lost to the Colts by a lot. The Colts, with Jacoby Brissett, are a very good team. Shows why Andrew Luck is overrated. Um, take on the Texans, who just got throttled by oh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Another game I airballed. Um, guys, seriously, what are you thinking about this game? Because I think the Texans are going to come out pissed off and fired up. Because Lamar obliterated them. And the Colts are not as physical. And the Colts also, by the way... Do not have Marlon Mack. I don't. I don't guys, check my fantasy just now. Oops. I don't think it matters that they don't have Marlon Mack. Like I know that the Texans got a huge beatdown by the Ravens, but the thing is, is Ty Hilton and he's active tonight. Always eats against the Texans. Like literally kills them. Like makes them want to cry every time they play. And he's literally the reason why they win almost every time against the Texans. I still have to pick the Colts in this. Like, Jacoby Brissett's playing. T.Y. Hilton's here. I don't think it matters that Marlon Mack isn't playing. <clears throat> All right. I think it's – oh, sorry, Jared. Okay, oh, you go first. I think it's going to be the Texans. I think Will Fuller is also active for this game. 
they're going, they have too many weapons on offense. Their defense is good enough because Jacoby Brissett is good. I think he's a fine NFL starter, average, but he doesn't put up huge yardage. I don't think that he can win them this game. And before we move on, I would like to call out Quentin Nelson because we pay attention to the, the skill players here, but Quentin Nelson is quietly becoming one of the best guards in the NFL. Agreed. That blindside block last week he stopped while running across the line was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, all right, I had to go to the Texans as well, only because I love Deshaun Watson. I love his game. I love how he just can be a magician about stuff. Um, the te- the Colts, without, I think Marlon Mack is the key to that offense. I don't care about T.Y. Hilton, because as much as T.Y. Hilton is a, good, is a great receiver, you still got to give him the ball. The Texans can still get after the passer, and they were able to, I mean, yeah, they got obliterated by Lamar Jackson, but I think everyone is this year because they haven't seen it. I think that you can only prep so much on film for Lamar Jackson. So teams that have played him already are going to have success against him in the playoffs. But, like, when you first see it, it's like this anomaly. So I personally think that tonight the Texans will win only because, you know, the Colts have nobody to cover. DeAndre Hopkins and Kevin said Will Fuller is playing. They still have Kenny Stills. Jordan Aikens is a very underrated tight end. I really love what Bill O'Brien has in that offense. And now they have Carlos Hyde who is not like an elite running back, but he's good enough where like you have to respect him running football. Along with my boy from the U, Duke Johnson. That's a great offense. Now they can actually semi-block for um, Watson, excluding the Baltimore game. I honestly think this is a Texans victory. Anything else, guys? Nope. All righty. So, oh, uh, Savannah, I got something to tell you about the um, sportscasters thing after we are done because I got some updates. Uh, next up, boys and girls, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Let's crack a six-pack. Today's episode is brought to you by Boom Sauce by Lord Hobo Brewing. Um, not really, but that's the beer I just cracked. Um, Lord first Hobo, off, sponsor us. Uh, Lord Hobo Brewing, if you sponsor us, I will wear your T-shirts when we start doing live broadcasts, like this is the thing. Um, Lord Hobo, if you sponsor us, I will stop drinking all other beers and only drink. Oh yeah, no, I will drink nothing but Lord Hobo. They have like five beers I love. Like, please sponsor us, Lord Hobo. Went out to dinner with my family last night, got a Lord Hobo 617. Ooh, that was nice. Ooh. It's first time. The boom sauce was the last one I haven't tried yet. I love it. Ooh. Hoppy as hell, and I, I dig it. Um... Tastes like I'm drinking a pine cone, which is the it's, I, it's, I actually love that stuff. Uh, all right, first off in the uh, as, before I keep kissing Lord Hobo's ass. Um, first off in the six pack, we have OSU taking on Penn State, boys and girls. What are we feeling here, Savannah? Uh, clearly an OSU win. All right. Not, not gonna. Is that coming? <laughs> Yeah, I wonder why. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious that Ohio State edges Penn State out on almost every aspect of the football game. We have an all-around defense. Some are running backs great. Quarterbacks pretty good. Uh, I I don't necessarily think they're going to win by, like, this 20 points. I'm not sure how much they're favored by. But I think it's going to be at least a 10-point favorite or a 10-point game. Kev? 
I want to pick Penn State. I really do. I want them to win. I think they have a slight edge at wide receiver with Hamler, but Ohio State has the edge everywhere else. Justin Fields, phenomenal quarterback. Chase Young's coming back. They're at home. I you can't pick against Ohio State in this game. Oh, I mean, I can't. I can't either. I mean, I would love to see OSU lose to Penn State because it would be total anarchy next on Tuesday when they do the polls, but uh, especially right before the season ends. Um, but I, I got to pick Ohio State as well. But if you're a betting man, Kevin, or anybody who doesn't live in Connecticut because the state fucking sucks, um, the line is minus eight and a half. Take the goddamn points, man. It's going to be a lot closer than you think. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, a field goal win, but it's going to be like a 10-point win. This is the easiest layup I've ever seen, or at least take the over. 59 points, I'll, I'll take it. Slight little kind of dampering that a little bit. Penn State is hopeful that wide receiver KJ Hamler will be ready, but it's uncertain at this point. Oh, oh he's playing. He's playing. Biggest game of the year, he's playing. Yeah, I'm just giving you all the facts. I know. I think it doesn't matter if he plays or loses. I still think Ohio State will win. Oh, yeah. Penn State right. might score an extra touchdown with him. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> Next game up. Clean sweep over there for OSU and Penn State. Uh, Texas and Baylor uh, in Waco. Yeah, you wouldn't think, Jared, Texas isn't ranked. Why does this matter? Texas is ranked technically AP poll somehow. Um Baylor's 14th in the uh, actual poll that matters. Baylor also blew a 28-3 lead against Oklahoma. The most yeah. dangerous lead in sports. Oh, yeah. Um, literally, they're the Atlanta Falcons of the uh, of college football. <clears throat> uh, Baylor's quarterback coach was also, I read, Atlanta's quarterback coach during that game. Oh, no. my God. That's amazing. No. I don't know how true it is, but. <laughs> All right. I'm picking Baylor. I've lost all hope in Texas and Tom Herman. They've just played like crap this year. It's just a promising start. And then after the loss to uh, Oklahoma, they're just falling apart. I've got, <laughs> I've got Baylor. I love watching them play. They're so much fun to watch. I'm taking Texas. Really? Baylor's undefeated because they had a joke schedule to start the year. And, yes, they got up big on Oklahoma last week, but they couldn't put it away. And I think that's a concern. And I think Texas, with Sam Ellinger, I can see Texas isn't back, but I think they're back enough to beat Baylor. Savannah. Texas is a good team, but I think Baylor has more in it in this game than Texas does. I think Baylor learns from their mistake of blowing that lead and comes back and actually tries to finish the game and beats Texas. There you go. Um, all right, next up, we got NFL games, boys and girls. Now, this is where it gets fun. So, first off, we got 49ers and Green Bay. It's a Sunday night game. Uh, Savannah, thank you for flexing that, by the way, because now Philadelphia has a West Coast team on a 1 o'clock kickoff. Oh, that's a great home field advantage. Um, but Green Bay 49ers. I'm going first here because I know Savannah is chomping in the bit where we're making go last. Um, I got the I got the Packers. And you're going to say, Jared, how? The Niners are such a great passers. They can run the ball so well. I'm saying 
They're both finesse teams. They're not power teams. They're they're not physical. Joey Bosa, uh, Nick Bosa is the only physical guy on that defensive line. I mean, the, yes, the uh, not uh, the entire Niners defensive line is very physical with Buckner, Bosa, D Ford. <clears throat> but here's the deal: when uh, going up against experienced quarterbacks, aka Russell Wilson, ah, I'm just telling you right now, they looked they looked they did not look as elite against the Seahawks as they did. And then they struggle with the Cardinals. Like, how? So here's the thing. Aaron, the old sheriff, Aaron Rodgers, he 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 can win the Packers games in ways I can never understand. No, regardless of how bad a defense plays. And I think the Jadavion Clowney really showed against the Seahawks, when the Seahawks played them, how you can get after um, Jimmy G. It's basically use your most physical pass rusher and just attack constantly. And um, lucky for the Packers, they have uh, Sedarius Smith. So I've got the Packers winning by three. I think that the Niners are going to expose a little bit because they're not used to playing a quarterback that can outduel their quarterback. This yeah. game for this game for me was kind of a toss-up. I didn't know who to pick the 49ers defense or the Packers offense, but. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's fine. He's not in a great year. 18 touchdowns to 10 picks. He's, he's not, not. He's not. He's a game manager. He is not worth that contract whatsoever. Oh hell no. He could get better, but he's already 28. I'm not sure how much better he'll get. But I think Aaron Rodgers' experience will win them this game because you can talk about pass rush as much as you want with the 49ers, but. If you look at experienced quarterbacks who are still kind of mobile, they know how to beat it. If you go a zone blitz or a man blitz, zone, Aaron Rodgers can read that. Man, he'll just throw it to Devontae Adams or he's going to audible to a run. I think Aaron Rodgers is mobile enough to get away from their blitz to give enough time to his receivers to get open. I think Green Bay wins this by a touchdown, if not more. All right, Savannah. I have Green Bay picks. Are you shocked? No, I am not surprised at all. So I think our secondary is – our defense has not been, like, stunning compared to the first, like, four or five weeks of the season uh, like it did. But our secondary can still force incompletions. Like, Jair Alexander is probably a top-ten corner. Uh, Adrian Amos is a great safety. He has picked off someone in the end zone and led to two other end zone interceptions. I think that uh, even if – George Kittle plays, and Emmanuel Sanders plays, Debo Samuel, which none of them have practiced so far this week, by the way. So that's a downer for the 49ers. Uh, I think we're going to be able to put pressure on uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think we're going to make his throws be off, and we're probably going to force a couple interceptions from him. Also, Aaron Rodgers, like you guys said, knows how to scramble. He's uh, great outside the pocket, and our line can hold up most of the time. We have David Bakhtiari, which is arguably one of the best left tackles in the league. Um, our rookie left guard, um, Elton Jenkins, has yet to let a sack happen. So it's our line is strong, and I think if they stand up, then we're going to be able to win the game. It's going to be close, though. I'm not saying that it's going to be this blowout, but we have fans in California. I don't think it's going to feel like this stressful away game. I mean, games in California never really feel like they're away games because California is like one of those transient kind of towns. 
like Miami, Las Vegas. But yeah, I, I see that. I think the I, I just think the Packers are a little better put together. Devonta Adams being actually back for another week. Savannah, he's got to put up for me this week. I cannot deal with another slack off game. I mean, it shocks me that he still doesn't have a touchdown, but yeah, no shit. <laughs> he's my first round pick in three leagues. He's putting up the yards when he plays. Other than the game when he first came back against the Chargers, like he's putting up numbers. I know. The only game he actually like helped me out was the Philly game, and he still didn't score. All yeah, right. So Sherman is going to be on Devontae Adams, and Devontae Adams is an almost an elite route runner, and he can catch crazy passes. So I think Sherman's he's- weakness has always been elite route runners and speed guys. Right, exactly. So I think Devontae Adams is going to beat him one-on-one. Oh, yeah. I'm fully confident in the backers in this one. All right. Next up, Los Angeles Rams at the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I love Baltimore in this one. I really do. They're coming off of a big win against Houston, and they're playing as a team. We guess a very good pass rush, but how do you negate a good pass rush? You have a, a quarterback who can improvise. Hollywood Brown will be healthy another week. Um, Mark Ingram is still hot. And, of course, Kevin loves Mark Ingram being an Alabama guy. Um, Lamar Jackson utilizes his tight ends more than their team in football. And, honestly, Jalen Ramsey can only cover one guy. That secondary is still trash to me. I still think the, Ram, the Rams are the disappointment of this season, besides the Bears and the Browns. Uh, Savannah, I had to give your boyfriend a little nudge on that one because he did say lay off the Browns. So, uh, yeah, I got Baltimore. Uh, I think you have to pick Baltimore basically the rest of the way, regardless of who they're playing. Mm-hmm. With Lamar Jackson at quarterback, with that run game, and Lamar Jackson's shown that he's a competent passer, if not better. I think Baltimore is going to easily win out. And they're going to easily make the playoffs as a top two seed. It all depends on how New England does. Yeah, I got to pick Baltimore. They have one first overall in rushing, which is clearly obvious. And then their third overall in total offense. Uh, Lamar's passing has gotten better every single week. You can tell that their defense is thriving. I mean, it showed you last week how well that they can do. You, I mean, it's impossible to pick against Baltimore this week. Oh, yeah. Says, wow, guys, we're on, we have three clean sweeps and games this week. That's really bad. Um, all right. New, Seattle at Philadelphia, 1 p.m. start. I'll go first. Nelson Aguilar is questionable, borderline on doubtful. Thank Jesus. Um... Alshon Jeffrey is looking like he's going to play. Same thing with Jordan Howard. Uh, and everyone's blowing up about this week. Philadelphia, the only reason they, they, they lost, it took a trick play. And basically, Nelson Aguilar dropping a pass for us to lose. To, honestly, the second best team, third best team in football. Wherever you want to put them. You know what? I'll take it. We get Jeffrey back. We get our, our bell cow, Jordan Howard, back. We got a Jay Ajayi this week. He'll actually be a week in the offense. Our Sega Whiteside proved he can really actually move this week. If Philly doesn't win, they're not going to do anything this year. And they really got to go back to the drawing board. They have their cornerstone quarterback. They have their defense. 
but their offense needs to be reworked like crazy. Their Eagles defense looked great last week. Yes, it is against uh, New England's offense, but they also look good against Chicago and Buffalo as well, which are, you know, are more sca- same same kind of struggles. But, you know, they don't an elite quarterback like Tom Brady. Um, I'm optimistic, and I'm going to pick Philadelphia. I, honestly, you know what? Philly, make me proud. I'm wearing my Dawkins jersey, my Dawkins throwback right now. Make me proud. Win a goddamn game. Get back on track, and then go in, into week 16 and smack Dallas in the mouth. I'm done. Like, if you have any sense at all, if you have any pride, if you are still the champions you think you are, do it. Kevin. I got to go with Seattle on this one. Mm-hmm. The 1 o'clock start time, the move to 1 o'clock is not is concerning, but I don't think it's enough to make Seattle lose. Also, you're very high on Seattle on Philly's defense after stopping the anemic Patriots offense. Seattle's offense is light years ahead of where the Patriots are at right now. And I think Russell Wilson, even if somehow Philly slows their offense enough, Russell Wilson can pull out enough magic to win it. Philly's defense is fast. That's the one reason I'm giving him a chance in this. Philly's all the linebackers, D-backs, even some of their ends are fast. So it's not like Russell Wilson's going to be improvised. He always gives us trouble. But the thing is, the first time we played Russell Wilson with a completely healthy secondary, so without his Legion of Boom. So I, I just I still think everyone's undercutting Philly's defense. Like everyone's like, oh, Dallas is the number one ranked. I'm like, yeah, they haven't played a very good. Including Philly with their JV. Philadelphia's defense also ranked seventh in the seventh in the NFL. So I'll take it. Uh Savannah, what do you think? I have to pick Seattle on this one. Love how you guys have faith in my birds right now. <laughs> Listen, I'm confident in Seattle. Russell Wilson has a lot of magic. Obviously, everyone saw that against the 49ers of, of what he can do. He only has two interceptions on the season, and Philadelphia hasn't forced an interception since week seven. It's, uh, it's going to be more of Seattle's offense against Philly's defense, I think. So I think Seattle – has a slight edge. The disrespect y'all giving my defense right now. It's <laughs> awful. All right. <laughs> Kev, for the love of Christ, you guys better win this game. I swear to God. Uh, New England at Dallas. Or it's, at, it's at Dallas, right? Yes. It's at Jerry World. For the love of Christ. Kevin, your boys better. I've never rooted for the Patriots so hard in a game ever. My dis- my dis- my despising of Dallas has reached new highs. Because they nope, almost lost to Jeff Driscoll. What'd you say, buddy? It's at New England. My bad. Oh, is that New England? Oh, yeah. New England by a fucking mile. I'm not even going to. Here's what I'm going to say. New England has an elite defense, and they're ticked off still. They lost to Lamar Jackson. Philadelphia didn't really dig them up too bad. Brady, everyone on their offense. Dorsett should play this week, right? Oh, with a concussion, it's iffy. Even, Even though I'm still taking, I'm still taking New England because you know Bill – He's figured out some way to mess with Dak Prescott. It's the first time he's played New England. I got the Patriots. I'm sticking with it. If this was in Dallas, I thought it would have been a toss-up just because of how bad the Patriots' offense has looked. But I think at home, against it's freezing in New England now at night. At home against the Cowboys team that's used to playing indoors – with that defense, I think it's going to be the Patriots. 
All right. It might be close if Dak shows up, but if he doesn't, it doesn't matter. All right, Kev's got it. Savannah, what do you feel? Yeah, I'm picking the Pats. Uh, the Pats' defense is clearly elite, uh, and they're going to be able to – it's obvious they're going to be able to contain Zeke. He hasn't had the most outstanding season. I think – uh, they're going to be able to force interceptions on Dak Prescott, and it's going to slow him down, and they're going to get a bit confused. All right. So, guys, you have your mail-in games or upset games or what? Yes. Kev, what do you got for me? Uh, Western Carolina at Alabama. Are you kidding me? You didn't take an upset pick. Yes, I did. What'd you take? Um... Thought I did. I thought um, Baylor's favorite over Texas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that's Kev's upset pick. You suck though, man. Alabama, Bama, really? Dude, who'd you pick last week for your gimme game? <laughs> Oakland over Cincinnati, and that almost failed. Yeah. So. Oh my God. I have to pick it up. Okay, Kevin, you really have no room to talk. Every single week, almost, you literally pick a game that's like a 50-point favorite. Literally, no joke. <laughs> Give me noun, a thing that is very easy to perform <laughs> or obtain, <laughs> especially in a game or sport. <laughs> I, oh it's a gimme game. What do you think I'm gonna do? You pick the easy winner to hedge your bet. I gotta pick an upset. That's the problem. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think I have to pick an upset too. So me and Savannah have to like look up upsets right now. <laughs> Guys, just pick Western Carolina at Alabama. Yeah, but we know that's not gonna be right. So why would we do that? We we're losing play. points because we didn't pick upset picks. Uh, wait. Give me Utah it, State over Boise State. Aren't the Niners favored over the Packers? All right, that's Savannah's. Oh, but I love his Utah State of a Boise State pick, though. Oh, my God. Packers, too. Didn't go with that. The 49ers are favored by three points over the over the Packers. I'm playing a chip shot, though. Screw it. I'm going with Utah State of a Boise is my upset pick. So, Savannah, what's your gimme game? I'm taking so much risk right now. All right, I'm going to do... I should get three points for this. I'm going to do the Raiders over the Jets. I hope you didn't just jinx the Jets, because your luck this year has been horrible. Hey, you know what? You're right. That sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because every time you're giving me a game, I picked uh, New Orleans over Atlanta, and some miracle Atlanta realized they can play football. Yeah, what the hell? All right, so, folks, if you're ever in Savannah's uh, gimme game, just run. Just don't even bet it because you're going to lose. It's turned into Mark picking the Panthers. That was our running joke last year where Mark picked the Panthers five weeks in a row, and they lost every single game. It was hilarious. All right, Kev, you got some weird shit for us? Yes. We're going to stick with the baseball stuff here. I gave – the Supreme Court ruling in the 20s and then supporting it in the 50s Not last episode. Prior to 1959, 
Major League Baseball did not allow interleague trades. And that really? was lifted. That was lifted on November 21st, 1959, so 60 years ago today, which is great because that has allowed a lot of great trades to happen in baseball. Like Adrian Gonzalez to the Red Sox because that worked out so well. And that's the only trade I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, um, oh, yeah, if you have one. Well, I thought I had one, but now he's a free agent signing. Um, oh, J.D. Martinez to the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Where so, he actually realized he could hit for power, and then he goes to the Red Sox and continues to hit for power. And wins a World Series. Something he would not have done with the Diamondbacks. At least with that roster, yes. <laughs> we still have to get rid of all of Tony LaRusso's mess-ups. All right. That's Kevin's Word Shit in Sports. All right. Ladies and gents, let's get that smooth jazz. So I'm feeling good right now, so I'm not going to get as angry as I was about Nelson Aguilar. Now, Nelson, I know you're a first-round pick. I know you have so much potential. You are, I was going to call you the Andrew Wiggins of the NFL, but then Wiggins actually started producing this year. So that's an insult to Andrew Wiggins. He's also been average on like 15 points a game. You are horrible. You dropped three game-winning touchdowns in your career. All of them I've watched live. All of them I want to throw a brick at you for how you can manage to drop. You've also been benched for a season because you had mental issues about drop. You the yips. Doug, for the love of God, he's got a knee injury. Wink, wink. Don't play him. Put our Sega Whiteside in. The kid clearly wants the ball. He went out and made a big catch for Wentz. It looked like all hope was lost. It was lost, but, you know, at least they, they put up a fight. Get Matthews in there. Get Jeffrey. Even the ghost formerly known as Mac Hollins. Go get J.J. Nelson, Antonio, the ghost of Antonio Brown. Something. I don't care. Nelson Aguilar should be cut. Uh, apparently, there's a report that he had this burner account. He's denying it. I'm not buying it. Aguilar, you suck. You're probably the anonymous source inside the Eagles locker room that was trying to rip the Eagles all offseason. It's not because Wentz isn't throwing you the ball. It's because he doesn't trust you. Because you drop everything he throws to you. Also, on Jeffrey and beef with him, you know what happened? They squashed it. This is why you, you suck. You're a Chip, You're the last surviving Chip Kelly draft pick besides Lane Johnson. But honestly, me and Kevin could have picked Lane Johnson. He's that good of a right tackle. You suck. You're awful. If you have any respect as a professional athlete, you if you play the rest of the season, you'll actually put up numbers. Because you're awful. And I've never ripped a player like this, but I'm embarrassed that he's even on my team. No, no, ever have a, the ball he caught, it was a lob pass, and he hit him in the hands. He had a full grip, and then he tried to fake a knee injury. I'm not buying this knee injury this week, because you know what? This is par for the course for Nelson Aguilar. Howie Roseman, you effed up so much this offseason, you had Mike Evans in your hands at the deadline, and all you had to give up was another draft pick, and you said no. You had Clowney in your hands during training camp and you said no I'm done enough save yourself Howie cut cut Aguilar right now we may I still believe our team is a shock because we have that defense woke up and Wentz is Wentz and Ertz and Goddard are all out great so is Jordan Howard but save our receiving core get rid of Nelson Aguilar 
That's it. I'm done. <coughs> That's all we got. So, um, folks, next week, we are only doing one show. Uh, it's going to be a big thing. We got the six-pack. We've got one-sentence game. Our buddy Rattlesnake might be stopping by. Talking about college football. So, look out for that. It should be recording Monday, and then we'll, we'll do the uh, drop of show Tuesday. But check it out. Uh, I'm Jared. That's Kev. That's Savannah. Thank you so much. Please, if you like our show, share it. Subscribe. Share. Tell your friends about us. We appreciate all. Also, by the way, Kevin, we have a question right now from our good friend Pat Donahue, who asked to make sure he got. I got his question. Yes, I forgot if, to bring that up. Yeah. Okay. We, uh, do you want to read it or should I read it? Because he texted me the corrected version. You can read it then. All right. Our good friend Pat, who is a loyal listener, said, if the results hold, the Bengals get the first round pick next year. What position do they use to build an effective organization moving forward? Pat, honestly, it's simple. They need a quarterback. I don't care how many holes they have. Kyler Murray's proven it. If you have the number one overall pick and there's a quarterback worthy of that, whether it be Joe Burrow, Tua, or my boy Justin Herbert, you take him. I think they should take Herbert. That Cincinnati, Cincinnati weather can get kind of nasty. Herbert's got a bazooka on his shoulder. He's big. He's physical. He can move. He's tough. He, he's a little bit of a development project, which would be great for Zach Taylor to get his hands on. And he's got two great receivers to throw the ball to, plus an a elite running back to hand the ball off to. I think Justin Herbert at quarterback is what you do going forward. Kev, what do you think? I think Joe Burrow's the easy choice here. Even if you want to argue that they have other holes, they still have Andy Dalton. They could still, if they can mend that relationship after they benched him four hours before the trade deadline... I think you can start him for a year, trade him for another draft pick, and then fill some of those holes in next year's draft and free agency while you have Joe Burrow riding the bench for a year. Savannah? Yeah, I agree. You have to you have to do a quarterback. Even if defenses have holes, uh, me making a Packers reference, it's proven that if you have a great quarterback, you can go far. There's been plenty of times where... Aaron Rodgers has had to lead the Packers offense to, because our defense does nothing. Uh, they have decent players on defense. I think if they get a quarterback, they, you just build around them. All right, so there you go, Pat. There's your answer. So, by the way, folks, uh, my boy Elite Jeffrey last week, me and Kevin's boy Pat had us up this week. If you have questions, text us, DM us on Instagram or Twitter or even Facebook. Ask us a question, we'll answer on there. So I'm Jared, that's Kev, that's Savannah. Thank you guys for stopping by. We'll see y'all Monday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Corner Booth Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and on Twitter at Corner Booth Pod.